You're listening to the Property Nomads podcast, your one-stop shop for property, business, and travel-related content, tying it all together to help guide you towards success. If you like the podcast, please share with others, subscribe, and leave us a review. So get your gear together and let's get going. Hi, it's Rob here. Don't normally do introductions to podcasts. We like to keep it quite short and sweet. This podcast is a bit different. A little while ago, I was interviewed by Rachel from the Property Regeneration podcast. And in fact, the interview was that good. A lot of, a lot of decent content there that we thought it'd be a good idea to just put on the Property Nomads podcast. Something a bit different rather than you listening to me ask people questions. For once, it'd be nice to be on the receiving end of being asked questions. So this is exactly what that is. You do not want to miss next week's episode either. We've got a new style of podcast coming out that we're giving a, a sample to, so you do not want to miss that. But until then, this is Rachel from the Property Regeneration Podcast interviewing me. Enjoy. So welcome, Robert Smallbone, to the Property Regeneration Show. Would you like to introduce yourself to everyone and um, highlight the key thing we'll be discussing today in relation to your newly published book? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show, Rachel. Really appreciate your time and thank you uh, as well. Uh, A bit about myself. So yeah, my name is Rob Smallbone, co-host of the Property Nomads podcast, also author of Buy to Let, How to Get Started. Property Nomads itself, apart from the podcast, a property sourcing company. Mm-hmm. We do do a bit of project management here and there for people. But you know, we work mainly with international clients and domestic clients uh, to mm-hmm. find properties that suit their criteria. A little bit of training as well. Starting to take a few more mentees on, uh, mm-hmm. which is very pleasing. So that's, that's the Property Nomads in a nutshell. Brilliant. So what made you get into the world of property? How how did your journey um, start, in a sense, that I assume led you to writing the book you did? Yeah, so initially, I've been in property about three and a half years. So I was traveling uh, with one with one of my now business partners in a completely different business mm-hmm. um, in 2014, 2015. And we just had so much time on the road where mm-hmm. we we're having such a good time you know, traveling around, you know, enjoying the time and enjoying the scenery in you know Brazil, Argentina, South America, Central America. Yeah. And we, we just kept talking and kept thinking, you know, we're really enjoying what we're doing here, but is there a way that we can go back, you know, you know work hard, work smart, but then, yeah. switch, you know, we wanted to come up with a way or think of a way uh, of which we could replicate the traveling lifestyle. Yeah. Without having to go back to work for three years and then travel back to work, you know, and keep undertaking that cycle mm. uh, yeah um, and from there you know, it was, uh, we came up with the idea of property um, obviously property's been around for years and years and years <laughs> and years yeah. we didn't just make it up but we thought it'd be a good place to start purely because you know a lot of wealthy people do it people have been doing it for generations mm. um, and, and that was it jumped straight in read, read books listened to podcasts attended some training done some training soak up the knowledge like a sponge take action mm-hmm. and it was never my intention um, when first got started in property to end up writing a book or to end up having a podcast, just natural progression. Okay. And and the podcast, as as you mentioned, your, your co-host, how, how did the name come about? Because it's quite a unique name that 
quite catchy <laughs> that gets your attention and gets you thinking hmm how was that formed you can thank matt for that uh matt matt came up with the the nomads suggestion i was initially looking at uh, the property wanderer back in the day uh, and then matt turned around and said oh actually you like traveling i like traveling what about the word nomad yeah uh, which resonated with both of us and, and it resonates with rachel as well as she's come yeah. on board yeah. recently um so we, we just pluralized it the property nomads so we've got the property element the nomadic you know element for the travel and yeah so i, I hold my hands up you can't thank me for that one you, you have to thank matt for coming up with the name <laughs> maybe we can have him on a show as well <laughs> at one point oh, definitely um, his, his perspective of things is a lot different from mine so yeah he'd, he'd be a complete different interview um so yeah i'm sure he'd be delighted so go, going back to your your book what drove you to um publish this book obviously there's a lot of property books out there um what is it about your book that um finds its place in the market of other property related books so there's some fantastic generic property books out there in my time of researching i could not find anything that was very specific to buy to let mm-hmm. or you know how to effectively start from scratch and yeah. then get a buy to let property so that was a driving mm-hmm. force of, of writing it yeah and it's an area or it's the strategy that i i'm not going to claim that i know absolutely everything in the world um, but mm-hmm. it's a strategy that i implement you know 90 percent of the time mm-hmm. uh, so i felt in uh, you know it was a good position to to write that from because it's most of what uh, the portfolio is. So diving into the book a little bit more, are you able to talk our readers through what they can expect to, what golden nuggets they can expect to get out of your book? Yeah, so it's designed and written for people that might have a couple of properties or have not invested in property yet that just want Mm -hmm. to get started. It, It identifies how you can pick an area Mm-hmm. the best area that you can find for yourself. So that mm-hmm. follows a, a 10, 5, 2, 1 model, mm-hmm. which has been designed. And then it goes on to how to find sort of your, your gold mine. Everyone knows you know, a gold yeah. mine area, like that <laughs> key area. Yes. So it goes on to identify how you can figure out what your gold mine area is, mm-hmm. sort of questions you need to ask lettings agents, estate agents, mm-hmm. how to view property, good ways of putting offers in because mm-hmm. as investors, you know, we do put a lot of cheeky offers in mm-hmm. how to do that in an elegant fashion all the way through to what the typical buying process should be. So yep. we, we know that property doesn't always go exactly to plan, but you know, there's a 20 stage buying process mm-hmm. that's in there as well. Oh, amongst other things. Uh, yeah. Loads of other sort of little bonuses in there as well, like other top, podcasts to listen to other, other top books to read a lot of mindset as well because mindset's very important in yeah property. for sure mm-hmm. uh yeah pretty much pretty much everything that i could think of that i've done yeah i've just documented it and put it into a, a book format so it's experiences that you've lived and lessons you've learned that in a sense you've documented for others to take from and learn and um enhance their property journey in a sense yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, you might have a massive portfolio and you might pick up the book and you might still learn something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's something in there for everyone. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've documented every, not everything, but I've documented things that I've done well, things that haven't gone so well. And, 
you know, nine times out of ten, it all comes down to uh, the mindset that we have. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there are good elements of goal setting in the book as well. Um, you know, Bytelet isn't a quick win, and I make mm-hmm. that clear in the book as well. It's you know, this is a very Bytelet is a very slow strategy. You will get there eventually. Yeah, so there, there is a dose of real, uh, realism in there as well. It's not trying to almost sell this dream of I uh, mm-hmm. read this book yeah, and get yeah. tax properties this year. <laughs> I guess one of the things you've mentioned there that's quite key is um, it's written for whether you are an experienced seasoned um, in property or or looking to start out. So it kind of appeals to a spectrum of knowledge within the property market, whether it's little or a lot. Um, what are the key things you think someone new to the property market can take out of reading your book and also applying that to someone who has a lot of knowledge um, within property. What what could they also take out from reading your book? The answer to both of them would be that you there's no right or wrong way of doing things mm-hmm. in, in property. Now, let me just put some clarity on that. When mm-hmm. I, I assume that every, let's just say that you work under this giant ethical umbrella. Mm-hmm. So as long as we're in the parameters of the law, mm-hmm. everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. There's really no right or wrong way of, of then doing anything in property you could go out and do all the viewings yourself you can you know use sourcing agents you can be as hands-off as you want to be you can be as hands-on as you want to be you can manage your own properties if you want Mm -hmm. you don't have to manage your properties if you don't want to yeah you can use your own finance if you've got it i always say it's a good thing to use your own money if you you've got money sat there Mm -hmm. or as most of us are trained to do use Mm -hmm. other people's money Mm -hmm. And, and utilize that as well. But really, there's no right or, or wrong. And I think, well, I hope that that comes across in, in the book. It's not, this is how I do it. You must do it this way. This is right. It's yeah. really a case of, this is how it's worked for myself. Mm-hmm. However, I do understand that you might not want to do it this way, mm. but you could do it this way. So I think from a novice point of view and from an ex- experienced investors, mm. it's, it's, the book should provide belief. If I can do it, uh, you know, you can do it. And I, and I mean that humbly and mm-hmm. uh, without any self-depreciation on myself. If I can do it, mm-hmm. you can do it as well. Yeah. So going to your own experience within your your property journey, what would you say have been the highs and the lows of your journey? And um, what do you think propelled you to that level from um, a starter to maybe a seasoned or more knowledgeable comfortable type of um, property um, investor? Oh, good question, Rachel. Highs and lows. Um, not really, it's not really a low point, but I, this, story, <laughs> this story is quite funny. So yep. first property we ever bought, I was in Reading at the time in, in mm-hmm. south of England, buying up yep. in Hull. And I remember getting, yeah, the builders were doing the works and everything was going okay. Learned a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there was an issue with the, one of the choice and it needed it needed replacing so the floor came up etc yeah well no actually before the floor came up um this this guy went round and in this all due respect to him he was a very big unit very big guy yeah <laughs> and he got on his little stepladder and then proceeded to go through the floor oh my which he was okay you know there was no no issues no one was injured or, or anything mm-hmm. like that but yeah I, it was it was one of those you should have been there at the time it was Health, health, health and safety awareness. 
Yeah, a bit of health and safety awareness. I think everyone had a bit of a laugh. No one was injured, which is good. But um, it kind of made me realise that if you're employing or working with builders, try and make sure that they're not ridiculously heavy when they're working on fragile floors uh, because that, yeah. could, <laughs> that could happen. Um, highs and lows. Accumulating the, the wealth is is a high. Um, it's a high that happens over time. Mm-hmm. I, I think... And one of the other highs is being able to know that we're going into an industry that we're able to provide. And I, I say this for most landlords, in fact, well, hopefully most landlords out there, that we're providing a, a valuable service to people. We're providing good quality, safe accommodation for people to live in. Yeah. Providing that service and doing our part for the economy Mm-hmm. I think it's important. So that's a natural high that comes from doing investing, you know, just investing in property anyway. Yeah. Other highs would be in general to be able to help people. Mm-hmm. So whether that's knowledge through podcasts, whether that's knowledge through the books, yeah. training, et cetera, you know, being able to help people and see them get success as well is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, low points, down valuations are never never fun to deal with. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're always a bit of a pain in the backside. Dealing with and, and the knock on effects from say something like that would be having to then have the challenging conversations with investors um, that they might have to leave a bit more money in the deal or you know the money might not come back as quickly. I wouldn't say that's they're not like ridiculously low points. It's just communication at the end of the day, but they're not always the most pleasant conversations to have. Yeah. If you've got a pragmatic approach to it and the investor and yourself know each other relatively well, nine times out of 10, you'll be able to sort it out very amicably. Um, Yeah. Because down valuations and stuff like that are just part of, of property. You have to work with the economics and make sure you get the right, the right people out doing the right thing. That's true. It's a good point. I, I like the point you made about um, contributing to the economy. I think that's one thing that um, perhaps is not um, emphasised as much. We hear a lot about people wanting to give back in terms of educating others to get into the same um, type of field. But in terms of the economy, you look at the, the wider perspective of in a sense, assisting the government to be able to meet its target to provide enough enough housing for people. You've got the bigger players that are contributing to meeting that target, but not so much is um, publicised about the smaller groups like ourselves trying to provide housing for the population that, that they need. That's just a, it's a very good um, point you brought up and to actually hear you say that. The first person I've, in a sense, heard say that, so it's quite, it's quite good. So where, where do you see yourself, in a sense, five years from now, as a, a podcast host, as a property investor, and do you have any plans perhaps in the future about writing more books? What What are your goals? To pretty much continue along along the same path. Uh, the Property mm-hmm. Nomads has been going for, uh, again, at the time of recording, time of publication, about 15 months, mm-hmm. 16 months. So our aim is to continue doing what we're doing, continue to add value and excitement through the podcast mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, every day we learn something different. Uh, what Matt and Rachel do in the business is completely different from what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, we've all got offsetting qualities, which means we function well as a team. Mm-hmm. That's really important. 
Uh, there will be a, a there will be a new book out um, at mm-hmm. the start of 2020. I haven't nice. got a date yet, but yeah, mm-hmm. check in with the podcast, check in with our social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just a, a collation of top property tips, essentially, from various people mm-hmm. uh, within the industry. So mm-hmm. again, check in, check back in with us in due course. So there is another one in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, yeah, to continue to source for clients, to continue to take on mentees grow that arm yep. of the business whilst you know exploring more opportunities with potential joint venture partners mm-hmm. and to get that more of a lifestyle balance like that. as every entrepreneur and you've probably had the same thing is when you get yeah. when you get involved in something when you start getting involved in something you put a lot of time into it you put a lot of graft into it mm-hmm. and it's all worthwhile it you know it is worthwhile then at some point and we're all different depending on our, our experiences that we've had and experiences that we've won yeah. uh, that, we, that we want, we might start to take our foot off the gas a little bit because it's not always, in my opinion, it's not always about working 14, 15, 16 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week to then, you know, promote that on social media that you're, you're some sort of hero and <laughs> you're doing all yeah. that. For me, I, I like you know, a relatively chilled, you know, lifestyle. So the podcast is good fun. Helping people is... Mm-hmm really good fun it's extremely valuable as well for everyone involved yes so to continue along that path to continue to you know add to the portfolio uh, you know a few a year nothing nothing major but to do it for 20 30 40 years mm-hmm. you know, and just let it accumulate over time okay is, is there anything else you'd like to add to our discussion that perhaps um, has been left out in reference to your book your knowledge in a field, um, your business that um, would you, you believe would be a benefit to those listening in to the show? Well, the easiest thing to do with the book is to go and buy it. I saw on Amazon mm-hmm. um, last time I checked in, it was, it was about £10. Yep. So, you know, relatively small investment there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, go and check it out. Feedback to, you know, feedback to us, feedback to me. Yep. Feedback on Amazon, you know, yeah. go, go <laughs> and check out the podcast as well. You know, this is, you know, the, this podcast is fantastic. I think you've done a really good job um, mm-hmm. building what you've built and mm-hmm. will continue to build. Let's so go and check out the Property Nomads podcast as well. We release every Monday. And yeah, really, you know, we all can do it. This is about that bit of self-confidence. Yeah. If you do it under that ethical umbrella, there's really no right or wrong. That's important. And mm-hmm. you just surround yourself with, with the good people. The lessons that a lot of people well, and you know, probably the same with yourself as well, Rachel. We get the you get told the same lessons. Surround mm-hmm. yourself with the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, your net worth is your network, and vice versa. <laughs> yeah, all of these things are so so true. Mm. And it's really good to learn. It's really good to listen to podcasts. It's really good to read books. That's fantastic. Mm. You have to take the action uh, as well. So yeah, yeah, be true. pragmatic. Be realistic. Just crack on, and you know. We, we're all successful in our own right and mm-hmm. do what works for you and do what you enjoy. Brilliant. And if people want to follow more of your work, um, how, to, how can they go about that? You mentioned the podcast. So how about social media platforms that they can perhaps reach out to you? Yeah, so the Property Nomads podcast is on Instagram, is on Facebook. That's very easy. Uh, they're very easy to follow. Um, if you want to know more about the sourcing side, everything like that, mm-hmm. um, check out Matt McSherry and yep. Rachel Taylor Lawrence on Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They use social media. I'm not one. I'm not a massive <laughs> person for social media. Yeah. Um, but I think that mum might like it or hate it. <laughs> yeah, it, so. it is. It, that's why we work well as a team. But, you know, if there's anything you want to know personally from myself or are you interested in anything that we can offer, if you email me at rob at thepropertynomads.com. Yep. So R-O-B at T-H-E-P-R-O-P-E-R-T-Y N-O-M A-D-S dot C-O-M. Uh, email me. Uh, that's the, the easiest way that you'll get in contact with myself uh, is email. But certainly for Matt and Rachel for to see the sort of projects that we're doing and you know how we can help international clients and clients, you know, yeah. do follow them on social media because uh, they're a lot more active than myself. Yeah, for sure. And I see you got a presence on LinkedIn as well. And you recently did a hike. Is that right? <laughs> in Yorkshire? Oh, that was Matt. Was that Matt? That's Matt. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that that, yeah, that, that was Matt. That that something quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's um. What was that? Was that for charity? Oh, I'm not sure. I I, I think Matt Dunnick, he wanted to test himself physically. Ah, I see. Um, the feedback I've had from him that he, he really he really did enjoy it, and when he does it again, or if he does a different one, then you know we we'll look to do a charity aspect, or he'll look to do a charity aspect for that but yeah you know matt it, and again there's no there's no real right or wrong way to to work um you know matt really and rachel they really enjoy sharing what they're doing on a day-to-day basis on mm-hmm. social media yeah and there many people do and i understand that i think that's fantastic mm. um, for myself and i'm a very you know introverted person i like to keep myself to myself yeah so yeah i've been a bit hot and cold with social media but i'm now starting to get into the groove of mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you need me email me yeah <laughs> The same podcast works for the introvert, <laughs> whereas um, the social media platforms are more for the extrovert in terms of putting themselves out there um, visually and tracking what they're doing on a daily basis. Um, and um, I think it was Rob, Rob Moore who said that um, YouTube is more for the extrovert and then podcast is more for the introvert in terms of trying to uh, market yourself out there. <laughs> It's it's so true, and you know ultimately there, there's so many different ways in which you can work. There's so many different you know methodologies that you can have. I mean, I have two books I'd recommend to anyone who's listening to this. If you've not read these books or got them on Audible, then get them. Um, number one is Focal Point by Brian Tracy. Mm-hmm. Really, really good book about leverage. Uh, you know, using, using other people's money, knowledge, time, etc. Yeah. Uh, then the other one is uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Mm-hmm. incredible book really really incredible and that goes into how it's much better to focus without distraction because mm-hmm. if you do that you can get more deep work done which means you can effectively become more productive yep now in theory that's fantastic and i've been putting these principles in place for the last few weeks and i'm not perfect but they're working okay yep as you would well know i'm sure that you know everyone listening to this would know that sometimes in property we kind of get this thing where we need to have our phone on us at all time because anything can happen and we want to be <laughs> ready at the other end of the phone etc yeah but you know I, I challenge i do challenge yourselves and everyone listening that every once in a while uh, first of all read the books but secondly mm-hmm. you know, there is no harm in turning your phone off there's no harm in mm-hmm. putting it on airplane mode and you know, especially if you're trying to balance a few things like book writing or podcasting mm-hmm. or things like that yeah if you focus on something you'll achieve it 
in a much quicker time than if you're thinking you're focused on something, for example, writing a blog. Mm. If your phone's off and you can write a blog in an hour, fantastic. Yeah. If you're writing a blog and you've got your phone on and you get distracted, um, you know, it takes 21 minutes to refocus anyway. That's right. You might find that it takes four hours to write the blog. If you've got to do it once a week, four hours a week because you're getting distracted, mm-hmm. it might not be a conducive use of time. But if you haven't got any distractions and you can do it in an hour, yeah. I always say the same thing. If people, if I'm difficult to get hold of, and sometimes I do it on purpose because mm-hmm. of various things that are going on, I need to have focus. Yes. If it's that urgent, it's life and death. Someone mm-hmm. will find a way to get hold of you. Mm. It's true. It's good, good advice. Okay. It's, thank you very much for coming on a show. It's been a pleasure having you on, on here. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of golden nuggets to take away there. And those listening, please go out and get hold of the book. <laughs> Add to your knowledge in property. Hopefully we'll have you back on a show again. Yeah, thanks, Rachel. Really, uh, really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully this has added a significant value to, to your listeners. And I look forward to having them listen to the Property Nomads podcast as well. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Take care. Take care.